What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. Today, we have a very entertaining guest named Jeff Gold, hilarious sense of humor, a big personality, and an even bigger heart. He's a family physician for almost 20 years now, and he's the owner of Gold Direct Care PC. His mission with his new solo practice is to get primary care medicine for adults and children back to the way it was, which is focused on the patient-physician relationship. So, super fun episode. And just a warning, he does use the male anatomy me in a way to kind of describe when you're overweight if you catch my gif what you can and can't see about your own body so super entertaining and they go over everything from how as a physician you can't be everything to every one of your patients and that's where health coaching comes into support they also talk about applied knowledge if people knew what they were eating and knew what they were doing in their body would they be able to stop and what is that catalyst for change when it comes to behavior change in a lifestyle medicine model does one-on-one or group coaching work best for his practice? And then we get to see how Jeff actually starts his own process into a healthy journey with Mike on this episode. And you can see how that process goes down. So super fun, super informative. If you guys are new to the show, please leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening really helps us out. And if you're a doctor looking for support, reach out to us at terrahealthcoaching.com. Have a good one. Welcome to the Terra Health Coaching Podcast. We are here to share stories of healthcare professionals that implement lifestyle medicine to improve patient outcomes and expand their business. This experience is about sharing successes and failures as momentum builds towards making lifestyle medicine the first step in everyone's health journey. Terra is a digital health coaching company with over 50 health coaches who are ready to support and deliver lifestyle medicine to people all over the world. Our business pays healthcare professionals for supporting healthy behavior change through health coaching. If you work in a hospital or independent practice, serve as a benefits broker, or are part of an HR group, you can connect with us through the link in the description or at terrahealthcoaching.com by clicking get started. Reach out to us so we can strategize on how to implement lifestyle medicine into your world. Kind of not in a happy space, so it's really challenging. Um, you know, so it's like you'll, I, I think you still get like the 80 20 rule where 80% of your patients are, you know, pretty stable and like, or they're, you know, they reach out when, when they need you or whatever, but the 20%, I think are so not good that yeah. they feel like 80%. So it's just, you know, it's, it's just pretty exhausting. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm not really, I'll, I'll take a new patient on here and there, but I'm really trying to get Megan, my nurse practitioner, her getting her more patients and getting her busy. Cause I just, I can't, I can't continue to deal with, you know, some of the stuff that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis mentally. It's just too much. Yeah. Um, So, you know, but, you know, I've got some good things in the works in terms of, uh, you know, I signed on with a, at the Hinge Summit, they're basically like going directly to like big employer groups and have an online kind of primary care mental health platform that with prescription drugs and and they want you know uh julie gunther who's on boise idaho and and me to try to help recruit you know either docs that you know are trying to get out of the system and want to do this but need a little bit of a cushion um, yeah. or you know current direct primary care docs that may be struggling to get patients in their door it's like 40 dollars per member per month to um 
but if they go to an employer within a thousand with a thousand people there's no choice all thousand people are being paid for so they're by the company so like you have a much lower risk of getting like extremely high utilizers you know you may have you know 100 people just basically paying you're getting paid monthly to take care of that are not bothering you that much so yeah i'm hoping it can be like a little bit of like a direct primary care junior varsity in a way you know to help yeah. more docs get out so we'll we'll see how they're they, they go and they're paying me you know a couple grand a month to be an advisor which is good um let's go but yeah you know again there i gotta get out of debt at some point It'd be yeah. nice that is very true yeah. Um, yeah, dude, you got to start using uh, Terra Health Coaches to get out of debt as well. Um, did John ever tell you about the reimbursement model for physicians? Every time you refer a patient to Terra, we give you a 15% DPC discount. And that DPC discount was intended for you to add that as a revenue stream into your business model. So your patients pay like the standard flat rate price that's on our website and then you get 15 percent, right so like say most of our programs are let's say conservatively let me actually pull it up so that i can actually go over the real numbers with you i think it's 65 yeah it's 65 and 85 what is that 65 times 15 so just about a thousand dollars and then at 15%, let's say conservatively $125. Um, you know, and if you rack that up across, how big is your patient population? So about 700. Yeah. I mean, if you rack that across, what's 10% of 700? 70. 70 times 125. That's $8,750 a month if 10% of your people are riding through with Terra health coaching. And then we offload a lot of those people that are the nuisances to you. You know what I mean? The ones that are taking up all your time. I mean, I obviously, I think everybody would benefit from, I don't think there's a patient in my practice that wouldn't benefit from some degree or time of health coaching. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all of us could. The question is like, you know, are they going to pay for it and are they going to engage with it? You know, I think we, I don't, I don't know what it's like out there, but you know, we deal in new England, especially in Massachusetts. It's a lot of complainers, rejectors, you know, they complain, they don't feel well, or, you know, they want to lose weight or they have no energy. Okay. And then you sit and say, okay, well, these are things that we can suggest you know, small steps to do to try to help with that. And then they don't want to do them or they can't do them or have an excuse or whatever. So I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know like what to tell you, you know, you're not gonna all of a sudden just gain random energy during the day when you eat like shit, you're a hundred pounds overweight, you don't exercise and you don't want to, you know what I mean? So it's hard to figure out it's almost like sometimes I feel like the people who would pay for like, like health coaching yeah. are the people who probably don't need it as much as the people who do. Yeah. You know? So that's where, I don't know if you guys have any advice on how to sell it better, or market it better, or 
bring it up in conversation better. Um, I don't know. Those are just off the top of my head. Yeah. Because that would be nice to get 70 people on there and, and have that extra, you know, revenue, not only have extra revenue coming in, but also get a lot of the complete headaches, you know, pushed off to somebody who has the time and the ability and the training to deal with them more one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do is grab those people from you. The people that are taking up too much of your time that need a a health coach. Like there it's, it's interesting because it feels like the, the DPC model was created to, to create like uh, the doctor as like the leader head of health, but there's no support for you. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's how we started the phone call is like, you're like, I'm drowning. (laughs) Well, that's what it is. You know, it's a different type. I always say it's a different type of burnout. You know, it's not, it's not the burnout that you're experiencing being in the fee for service model where you're basically, you know, just a, a little bit higher paid resident, you know, where you're told what to do, how to do it, how many people to see a day, you know, dealing with a bunch of like bullshit that has nothing to do with patient care but is occupying, you know, two thirds of your day. It's not that type of burnout. It's more the burnout, like, you know, you want to help people, but you can't be everything to everyone. You know, like I can't be your psychotherapist. I can't be your nutritionist. I can't be, you know, I can give you the basic principles of things that you need to work on that I want to help support you through. But on the day-to-day basis, these are really the people that, you know, can help you achieve what you want to achieve better than I can, you know? Um, but you know, that's people have this just really warped view, I think of what we can and can't do. And when you, you know, when you look at direct primary care in general, particularly on the, you know, independent doc side, like me, and a lot of my colleagues, you know, I, I call it the double-edged sword. Like the good thing is you're on a low overhead where you're getting rid of a lot of the administrative waste and bullshit. But the bad thing is you're on a low overhead, you know, like, so you can't, when you look at like Iora Health, which has since been bought up by One Medical, when they started in Boston, you know, like 10 years ago, um, Dr. Rushika, who's the doc that started it, you know, he had a ton of you know, pri- you know, private equity money behind them. And their whole model was based on a doctor, a health coach, and a nurse per patient, you know, like working as a team. And he could hire those people, you know, at 50, 60 grand a year, whatever the hell it was. Like, I, I can't do that, um, you know, which makes it really hard, which I think is the business model you know, that you guys have, I think is a really good business model, you know, to help us where there's no overhead to us, you know, we're not paying it. But the question is, is like, how do you engage people to understand that this investment is a lot more valuable than their investment in their yacht club? Yeah. So how do you, like, you just told me like these people could benefit from a psychotherapist or could benefit from a nutritionist. Like, do you let them know that they could benefit from these type of services? Oh yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we built in, um, a program, we raised our rates about five bucks per member per age tier 
back in May and 350 of that were paying to a mental health service that is now like built into the membership here. So like all of our patients, if they're a member here, they have access to this service that's based out of the South shore of Austin, but they do everything remotely, you know? So like we make a warm handoff where I'm like, look, you know, Mike is dealing with some anxiety issues, like, and then they do an intake and they try to help you find one of their therapists that they think would be a good fit. And if it's something that's, you know, out of their scope, like it's somebody who needs more long-term, you know, psychoanalysis or something like that, then they help, you know, arrange that depending on the insurance network and all that. But people have to be willing to engage, you know, it's like you can sit there and tell them, this is what's going on with you and this is what you need help with. But if they're not willing to engage in it, then what, you know, yeah. and we, we get a lot of that. We just get a lot of people that, like I said, they want, as you know, like our society is just kind of built on the magic bullet. You know, everybody wants like a quick, cheap, you know, fix to their life's problems, which you and I know there, there isn't. Like it, yeah. it takes work. And that's why I always say, I do think even with changing the healthcare system, you know, I do think people want change, whether it's an employer group or patients or, you know, certain brokers that really do want to change the system for the better, but do they want to go through the process of change to get there? Yeah. You know, like if you're 500 pounds, no one wants to weigh 500 pounds. Yeah. Like, it can't be comfortable. It can't be enjoyable, but like, do they want to go through the effort? And you know, that's, that's the hard stuff, you know, is do they want to go through that hard stuff to actually invoke change? For sure. And dude, it's funny. It's funny that you're saying this is because I was reflecting on this point the other day that people are always on the fence about changing like their lifestyle habits, but the way that I kind of boiled it down was knowledge makes every decision easy. Like if you knew that every time you were eating a food, it was like harming your body. Do you think people would still eat it? I think some would, unfortunately, you know, I think some wouldn't, you know, I think, I, I think everybody see, I go back. I, I agree with that to a point, but the par- point of it that I will disagree with is I think there's like, there's so much psychology and you know this, like behind everybody's behavior. And, you know, it's like, again, like, you know, that's why I've framed, you know, I've written about this in the past, just that I feel like, like, you know, this thing I wrote a couple of years ago, I titled it Americans Unhealthy Addiction to Health Insurance. You know, it's like people know that, something is toxic for them like it's not like this system that we have is not only ripping them off but it's also like in a lot of ways making them sicker and yet they keep engaging like they keep going back so it's like you know it's kind of like the um you know I, i always call it the strip joint analogy it's like you know like i had dudes that i was like friends with in like college and medical school that literally would go to a strip joint and drop like 500 bucks every weekend. And it's like, how long is it going to take you to realize like they're, they're not going home with you? 
but <laughs> they just they just want your money and this is the way they go about it like them talking to you for 20 minutes like while you're getting a dance is not them genuinely interested in your your life like it's them trying to get money but yet there are these people that continue to just go back and it's like you're getting nothing in, in return and or if or what you're getting is not good for you it's like wiping you out financially and your girlfriend hates you because you're literally at the the strip joint every weekend so like i think for most people you could say yeah if they probably knew what they were doing is this toxic or this bad for them then maybe they would be like i'm not doing that shit anymore but i think in, for a lot of people the the brain is so complex and the psychology is so complex it's and i even see it with myself you know it's like i know that when i go do a workout right like yeah. I mentally feel better, you know, like I'm glad I did it, Yeah. but the work mentally that I have to go through to like stick with it and get myself there every day is like challenging, you know? And it's like, what is it about that psychology? That's something that, you know, not only is good for you both mentally and physically, but is also, you know, going to make you feel better like yeah. in the moment. Dude, hundred percent. So that's... I, I, I just think it all boils down to psychology, you know. And I, and I, it, but I think people have like really fucked up psychologies that are really hard to figure out, like how to invoke those small steps of of change, you know. Yeah, I mean that's why I think the the importance of a accountability support coach is is really like a fundamental aspect of the whole behavior change model. Because if you break down someone's behavior, like the way that we kind of run our process is we'll do a lifestyle assessment at the, the first coaching call mm -hmm. and we'll break things down into the pillars of lifestyle medicine. So we'll say movement, nutrition, mental health, sleep, uh, risky substances and community. So under each one of those, you, pick like where you are in the behavior change model with one, you know, simple question. It'll be like, and it'll categorize you in pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, or maintenance. And traditionally a lot of the health support team would always just give people action plans. Like they say, okay, go to the gym once a week for three times a week. And, and that's what you need to be successful. But only about 20% of the population is in the action phase. Like 80% is in the contemplation or the pre-contemplation. And in order to push someone to the next stage, like you need to talk about decision balance. You need to talk about education. You need to talk about increasing self-awareness. It's not, it's not go to the shoe, go to the gym and, you know, start working out every day. It's like, how are you feeling today? Like how, like when you, say you go to the gym and you feel so much better afterwards, then like the next step is to go home and journal. It's not to go to the gym the next day. Like it's, it's the small little triggers that, like you said, really affect the psychology to effectively change someone's behavior. I think that that whole aspect is definitely overlooked in our healthcare model, but you know, that's, that's why we're here. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're interested in making it better. Um,
And I, I got another question for you. Do you think um, small group or one-on-one would be more effective for your people? I find one-on-one more effective just because I think people's lives are just so overwhelming and so busy right now that I think trying to get everybody or even like a small group of people lined up at the same time, you know, to do something um, is like hurting cats. Um, You know, I find that even with like certain zoom meetings I have to schedule, it's like with other people, it's like trying to find a time is like, you know, brutal. Um, So I always, I always think like, I think people are different. Like some people do like more of like the small group approach, but for me, I've always felt that like myself and a lot of the people I take care of, I really do think do better with one-on-one because I think people's, you know, you you could take two 40 year old guys from the same type of socioeconomic group that work in the same exact field, have the same number of kids, same stuff, same financial bracket, but have totally different situations in their brain that are triggering them differently. Um, You know, so I, I I think one-on-one is always better. I think it makes the person, you know, more accountable, I guess. Definitely. That's just my opinion, but I think, I think it can go both ways depending on the group that you're working with. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, one-on-one's awesome. The only thing that I like about group is the, the community aspect. So yeah. when you have like a group of people that you do things with, it makes it so much more enjoyable and it's a lot stickier. Like your habits become way stickier. Like if you go to your, with your friend on a walk every day, you're much more likely to go on that walk than if you're just going by yourself because your friend texts you in the morning. It's like, yo, where are you at? Let's go. Right. Um, so oh, no, I, de- I definitely, I mean, it's, it's weird for me because like, you know, just speaking on my own stuff individually. I mean, I, I agree. I think with the majority of people, you're hundred percent right. Like, because there is aspects like, you know, one of the biggest things like I miss about, you know, growing up playing hockey and having it be such an important part of my life was like, you know, the kind of that locker room, like teammate, you know, being around the same group of guys, like day in and day out that even though, you know, like, most of them, you know, you weren't best friends with like that, you know, after you were hanging out with like outside of hockey, but it was just having that like camaraderie and, you know, the same incentive, the same goals, being able to hang around, you know, that group of people. It's one of the things like I do miss about playing team sports Mm -hmm. and I, you know, and I see it through my son, you know, who plays now and like, you know, it's just out of practice, like smiling with his buddies and blah, blah, blah. But then I look at myself now and the fact that like, I honestly like want to be alone, like as much as possible. (laughs) And I don't look at it like, you know, at times I've been like, is that like depression? Is that, you know, like normal or like not normal, but it's like, I don't think it's that. I just, I think like a majority of my day is dealing with people. Oh, dude, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, I think it's your day. It's your day. So like when I get home, I mean, and especially being an only child, like, you know, I grew up kind of like 
by, you know, I had a good group of friends, but I always really liked being by myself. Like I hated when I went to med school, my dad was like, you know, do you want to get, you know, see if you can get a roommate, you know, like from your class incoming class. I was like, fuck no. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to live with anybody. Um, you know, so I think some people are wired differently. And, but I mean, I know, I know what you mean in terms of like community. Like I think, you know, it's okay to be introverted and like introspective, but at sometimes like, you know, um, you kind of have to have that support and, people around you because isolation is not good you know it's not healthy either i guess maybe i just have to be better at selecting who i don't isolate myself with you know so. <laughs> yeah you gotta find some good friends yeah exactly yeah dude cool um so i mean the the thing that i really like uh asking people i i don't really think of it as as pitching like i don't think health coaching is is more of a pitch i think it's more of just an education piece because it's, it's helping people get out of their own way to become the person they want to be. And if you let them know that, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and I think the best way to do it is honestly, like lead by example and like experience it as opposed to talk about something that you don't necessarily know about, right? 100%. I, that, I, I think that's actually like... I mean, you're a pretty profound dude in general, but I actually think that's like one of the most profound nuggets you've like ever sent my way is like, I say that all the time, like, especially with like DPC, it's like you have these people trying to sell it as like a benefits advisor, you know, to like an employer. And I'm like, well, are you using it yourself? Because like, if you're not using it for your staff or yourself or your family, like how the hell do you think you have the knowledge or the ability? Because to me, like the first question that I would ask if someone came to me and be like, well, what's your experience with it? Like, why do you like it? Or, you know, tell me about it. If I'm sitting there saying, well, I don't really know. I don't, you know, you just kind of look like an idiot and it's hard for people to buy in, you know, to something i mean that's what i i was actually going to ask you is i mean i don't know what the cost is i don't know if i can afford it but like do you guys do coaching for doctors dude 100 and we can definitely get you whatever program i'll do it i'll coach you let's go do you feel comfortable and open enough to talk about challenges and like where you want to be dude i'm an i'm an pretty much an open book i probably tell people more than i should you know perfect as long yeah. as you're open and honest with me let's let's make it happen i'm i'm very down um yeah i would love to love to bring you through the process and i think that would be awesome for you because i think like i'll give you an example like i've been doing like i've been doing psychotherapy you know, for a really long time. And I think that like, that allows me to kind of like explain to people the different types of therapy, you know, like if you just want, you know, if you can't drive on a highway because you get anxious, like that's a different type of therapy than, you know, going through like how mommy and daddy like 
brought you up and like traumas or neglect or something, you know, and, and what happened to me was like when I graduated med school or co- college and took a year off in between college and med school, I was living at home and it was, and that's actually a very con and I know, you know, this, but like the twenties are kind of a very common age for mental health issues to like present themselves because, you know, as a kid, most kids, you're kind of protected. You don't have to worry about the real world. You go to school, you do your job, like whatever. But then, you know, you start trying to adapt to being a student to now living in like the real world and dealing with that stuff. And I, and I went to the same therapist I'm with now I went to back then and he helped me kind of get through that like acute phase. But I mean, I was only like 22 and I was like, fuck this. I felt better. I was like, I don't need this shit anymore. But like, I tell people, I think that was probably one of the biggest mistakes of my life was not kind of sticking with the mental, the, the maintenance phase of like, how did I get into that acute situation in the first place? Yeah. You know, and, and even though like, it's a lot of Freudian shit, like I, I, I kind of agree with it. I mean, I, I think we all try to like fix something that we're not even consciously aware of, but we unfortunately kind of keep putting ourselves in a situation that actually kind of makes it worse, even though you're trying to fix it until you actually like bring forward what it is you're trying to fix and figure that out. And, you know, when I started having like issues in my marriage and, you know, relationship, that's when I was like, okay, I got to like go back and like really start digging here. And and ever since then, you know, that's what I've been doing. But I think the hard part is like your fit with that type of model. It's like you're figuring out like what the issues are and where they arise from. But a lot of times it doesn't necessarily help figure out how to integrate that into your day-to-day life. Um, You know, and I think that it's like, you know, I have a business coach that like a couple of times a month I talk to about how to be a better business person and what I, what can I do better, different um, to improve what I do. Yeah. Well, okay. But why wouldn't you have, like a coach to try to help you like live a better life you know it's kind of like pretty nonsensical that like you know i mean if insurance companies actually did want to fucking save money and help people get healthy like it's almost like that's the screw your mammogram or your colonoscopy it's like that's the shit that should be like mandated and you get a hundred dollars off your premium every month you know by working with somebody I'm, um, but yeah, no, I'm all for that. Cause I think, you know, maybe it would give me a clearer idea of how it works and what the benefits are and what the process looks like so that I can explain it to people better. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I think we should well, make, it happen. um, well, and what, I do think- I do? what do I do? Uh, you schedule another call with me. We'll just go through the, I want to take you through the whole process. So normally the first thing that happens is we start with like a discovery call. And during that call, we tell you, educate you about lifestyle medicine. So we go over that lifestyle medicine was created by a grouping of physicians who were upset how the traditional, uh, healthcare system was being, uh, driven or run in 2004. And what they did is they came up with what they call the six pillars. And, you know, we mentioned this earlier, but it's nutrition, movement, sleep, mental health, 
avoidance of risky substances and a strong sense of community. And they broke it down and they said, if you have healthy habits within these areas, you're going to uh, promote health and avoid a majority of the chronic diseases that people are suffering from today. So it's, it's a very simple, simple model. Um, and after that, we will talk about like what your lifestyle is, what you want to work on um, so that we can put you with a coach. Um, and then that coach will then you'll get email introduced to them and we'll hop on a initial consultation call where you go through the like lifestyle assessment. Um, you do a mental health questionnaire. It's like the PQ nine. Um, and you talk about your program goals and then find your why, like why, why do you want to be a better, a better Jeff, you know? Like what's, what's your driving factor. And once we have that, we break down, uh, your program goal into daily steps. So what's one thing that's not overwhelming that you could do tomorrow in order to push your way towards where you want to be. And we just check in with each other. We got weekly coaching calls for 30 minutes and we just message each other back and forth, uh, with those daily check-ins to make sure you're on point. If there's any issues, we, back it up and are like, whoa, what happened here? Where did we prepare to, or where did we fail to prepare? Because a lot of the times, um, you know, habits fall short when we're not ready for something. So it's like, all right, let's assess this situation. And then other times we just celebrate because you're just out here crushing it. Um, with It's just the reason I was struggling there is I always find it funny because it's like, I always just thought that like when I was growing up and like thinking of being a primary care doctor, that that's what like primary care medicine like was supposed to be, you know, is like you try to focus on like prevention and, you know, keeping people healthy. And it's like, it's sad that like our healthcare industry is like so fucked up that like, there's almost like a separate thing now of like, you know what I mean? Like I, when you describe like lifestyle medicine, like to me, that was just always like, thought, I always thought of as just good primary care, you know, yeah. like focusing on keeping people healthy and, you know, preventing disease and yes, being there when disease developed, but really trying to focus more on keeping people healthy. And it's like, it seems like we've just totally gone the opposite way sadly yeah. So. yeah but it's all right we're moving back now so that's that's what's the really cool part and i think there's there's a lot of opportunity because you know for example i don't think you can text all 700 of your patients every single day it's just not in your business model slash like it's impossible yeah it's just it's not not feasible but that's what's awesome about working with like outsourced coaches is you're you have the ability to pick a particular coach uh, for each person's demographic. So like, you know, if you were to hire one person, that's a particular gender with a particular right. background versus now you have like a whole selection of people that you can kind of go through. Um, and then as soon as you find the one that you want to go on the mushroom trip with, then you're, you're set, dude, you just go on. Yeah. The and well, uh, yeah, that's what, I mean, I think is interesting is like, 
you know, everybody talks a lot about population health and population data, but like I sit there and I'm like, okay, but populations are made up of like individuals. And I feel like people are so complex and like, we're trying to like put everybody in this like cookie cutter, you know, just based on like age, sex, like whatever. But it's like, I think people are so varied, you know, that like, that's what I think is like, is so terrible about our system it's like oh you have to go see this primary care doc because they're in your insurance network well maybe you just don't like that person like you know like shouldn't you be able to pick and choose like you know who you feel comfortable with or you know whatever it's it's i i I don't know i think there's just i think we do just such a crappy job focusing on individualized care that it's like impossible to get good population data when your individualized care sucks, you know? Yeah. That's how I look at it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm down, dude. You just let me know what I got to do. Let's run it. Um, I'll set up a breakthrough call with you and then okay. we'll, I'll take you through like the, the whole process. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to treat it like, uh, obviously we know each other, but treat it like yeah. you were, you were the patient and I'm going to take you through the whole thing. Um, yeah and yeah i'm excited i think it'll be really good and really fun yeah because i mean i look at it that you know i'm certainly like getting i i feel like an old 46 which like i really don't want to feel like like my genetics are not great you know like both my parents are overweight you know diabetics hypertension you know hypertension like all the usual shit and i know like some genetic stuff you can't control but you know i just don't want to you know i want to be around you know be around for my kids be able to you know to do shit and like not feel like miserable doing it you know um And it's like, I feel like I've taken a lot of steps, like on my own in a positive way. Like the first two years that I was open, you know, like I totally neglected like working out, like diet. I mean, I was just probably in the worst health I've ever been because I was, you know, trying to be everything to everybody. And then I realized I was like, you know, a couple of years and I was like, wait a minute, like I can go to the fucking gym and like, no one's going to fucking die you know like if if, like that's what an emergency room is there for like they're not going to live and die whether or not you know even if they have a laceration that needs repaired like i can text them back after and be like okay i'll meet you down in the office or whatever like no one you know there was nothing life or death that i was gonna and you know so i did a lot of work like but i feel like i'm i always tell people like you're gonna have up ups and downs but you want them like this you don't want like you know the big peaks and valleys and i feel like lately i've gone from this to like just a little more up and too big up and down which i always sense is like a bad yeah for me to go down yeah well i mean the best if you're your best self you're going to be able to serve your patients better right and like prioritizing your health is definitely a cornerstone to that so if anything, your patients will thank you because they'll be like, dude, you're awesome right now. Like, we really love the energy you're putting out and it'll all come back around full circle. Yeah. I mean, for dudes, I call it the cock sign. 
Like if you're in the shower and you look down and you can't see your cock, like that's how you know you're fat. Mm. And like right now, like I can gradually see like my cock like disappearing. So it's like, I know I got to intervene and, and, uh, and prevent that from happening. I mean, it's small enough to begin with. Like I don't need like a gut, you know, like covering up more than it needs to be. And there it is. That's one way to end an episode. So just wanted to say thank you for listening all the way through. Hopefully you got some information. We'd love your feedback. And if you have any questions for us, terrahealthcoaching.com. We can set up some time to see if working with us aligns with your practice and we can support you. Have a beautiful day. You can connect with us through the link in the description or at terrahealthcoaching.com by clicking get started. Reach out to us so we can strategize on how to implement lifestyle medicine into your world.